I watched the flag pass by one day. It fluttered in the breeze. A young Marine saluted it, and then he stood at ease. I looked at him in uniform, so young, so tall, so proud, with square-cut hair and eyes alert. He'd stand out in any crowd. I thought about how many men like him had fallen through the years, how many died on foreign soil, how many mothers' tears, how many pilots' planes shot down, how many died at sea, how many foxholes were soldiers' graves. No freedom isn't free. I heard the sound of taps one night, when everything was still. I listened to the bugler play and felt a sudden chill. I wondered just how many times that taps had meant "Amen," when a flag had draped a coffin of a brother or a friend. I thought of all the children, of the mothers and the wives, of fathers, sons, and husbands with interrupted lives. I thought about a graveyard. At the bottom of the sea, of unmarked graves in Arlington, no freedom isn't free. Today, on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, Southwest tells a Sacramento passenger, "You'll never fly with us again." After an onboard attack on a flight attendant. And it looks like cruise ships and casinos are back in business. Details next in the news. Many countries are looking at vaccine passports. Whether you think it's a good idea or not, they're becoming a reality. Want to travel internationally? Well, you need to know about them. Also, Airbnb gets blasted by renters over fees. Mark explains what the battle's over, starting up at three twenty. Been a while since we tapped into the travel wisdom of our old friend Ed Perkins in Southern Oregon. Let's find out what his take is on travel passports and hotel service, or lack thereof. And did he ever get to Scandinavia? Ed Perkins at three thirty-five. Cruise ships. Did you mention cruise ships? Well, we just happen to have an expert on that subject. Gwen Duncan talks cruises at three fifty. COVID infections are down. People are traveling. Let's stay safe together and beat the virus. Welcome to the Memorial Day weekend edition of the Travel Guys. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again I've got two tickets to paradise Up to Alaska I go north to Russia's own Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano with you. A good Memorial Day weekend to you. Uh, it's kind of a warm one. I'll tell you what a difference a year makes. I think last Memorial Day, everybody was, you know, in their in their bomb shelters, hunkered down. <laughs> exactly. It, it, yeah, people people were were thinking: Dare we get together? Should we have a barbecue? What could happen? What Everybody if I went to McDonald's about... through the drive-through? 
Right. The next <laughs> the next surge of the scourge is what we were afraid of. Uh, and a year later, uh, you know, it's a, it's a whole new world. Mark, how you doing? What's been going on? You been uh, scouting out anything new for our sports leisure vacation? I went up to, I spent some time this week, well, very little time actually. It was an overnight trip to Hood River, Oregon. I'm taking a group up there next uh, week to stay three nights. Hood River is the most wonderful little town on the Columbia River. It's just, it has the, just the perfect amount of eclecticness. And normalcy. It, it, it's somebody just made up a recipe and stirred it all together, and it came up with Hood River. And it's it's beginning of the fruit season. They're they're known for their strawberries up there, and uh, it's a really fun. It's just a cool town, and we have a great motel right on the river, uh, not the famous Columbia Gorge Hotel, but a nice hotel just a couple miles up the river from it. So we're going to have great accommodations. We're going to go next Sunday which means the travel guys will have to be done the day before. Shh, don't tell anybody. Um, but anyways, we will we'll be up there for a few days. And Oregon is kind of – going to Nevada, it's kind of the Wild West. People are not really masked up over there, and they're, they're kind of you know just walking around with their guns in their holsters. Oregon's a little more California-ish. So they're still – they've still got limitations on restaurants and stuff, and they're still kind of working their way through the last stages of all this. But um, – Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful area, Hood River. I strongly remember it. Can I just do a shout-out here real quickly? Please. Uh, a wonderful – I have AAA, and so, you know, when you run out of gas or you have a flat tire or something, and I picked up something coming home from the airport Friday night, and when I went out Saturday morning, I had a flat tire, so I called AAA, and the nice tow truck person came out. I almost said tow truck guy, which would have been a bad news because the tow truck guy wasn't a guy. Um, it was a really nice lady named Rose who came out and changed my tire. I felt kind of guilty standing there while a woman was changing my tire. But nonetheless, um, she did a great job and got me on my way and apologized for there was some deal with the lug nuts or something like that. It took her a couple extra minutes, and she was apologizing the whole time. I just It was amazing service, and she was a really nice lady. It was not so bad to have a flat tire. <laughs> well, good, good. Shout out to AAA and to Rose. Well, look, my friends, at the top of every Travel Guys radio program, we bring you up to date on the travel news. And with the latest travel news, here's Mark. Memorial Day, people. Tom, you mentioned it. 66% jump number of travelers over last year. So if you remember, we had kind of a surge after Memorial Day weekend with the COVID numbers last year. Some people went out and, and tried it anyway. It didn't work out well. But uh, folks are traveling mostly by car, which is kind of interesting. So people are still not trusting flying, although I will tell you, having been in the Sacramento and Portland airports on Thursday and Friday, that um, there is no shortage of people um, on any of those in those airports or on any air, any of the airplanes. Uh, cruise ships. We're going to have Gwen Duncan to join us in the last segment of the show because she is the cruise ship lady, and she will tell us a little bit more about this. But basically, Royal Caribbean... Uh, has CDC approval for a test sailing in U.S. waters. A couple days later, Carnival Cruise Lines gets the same approval. This is for the – we were talking about this last week. This is for the volunteer cruises so they can go out and see if all the things they've proposed are really going to work. And then they're going to let actual people on the ships, and off they will all go, and we'll all keep our fingers crossed for all of those good people who will head out to head out into the high seas – Right in time for hurricane season. 
Well, won't of that, course. Won't that be fun? Um, by the way, was yeah. was there a re, was was there a resolve in regards to uh, these Alaska cruises where they had to stop, uh, you know, in Canada for the what, well, the Jones Act, yeah, or the no. Mark Hoffman Act, or whatever it was? They they uh, after sitting around for three months, both the houses of Congress decided that well, gosh, we could pass an exemption to this because it was right. basically done to protect people who built US crew not cruise ships but ships and US shipyards that you couldn't that foreign ships couldn't come in and take all the cruise business around the United States you had to either if you didn't use US ships which these guys are flagged in foreign countries so they created an exemption and that's going to allow the cruise season because they waited so long they lost the first half of the season and they won't be able to gear up completely for the second half but there will be some cruises there also are small ship cruises to Alaska this year, there are a couple, three ships going up and down the coast that are 150, 200 passengers. Also, it doesn't mean you can't visit Alaska on a land package, but there are some cruise packages. Gwen is going to tell us a little bit about that, I think, at about uh, 10 Got minutes it. to 10 minutes to four later on. Casinos, like the cruise ships, are betting big on vaccinations. Las Vegas is going to completely reopen casinos without restrictions on June the 1st, uh, the first large convention is going to be welcomed back into Las Vegas. So they're going to give that a, a shot, normalcy, so to speak, coming to Las Vegas. There is a warning now. As the, as the Summer Olympics, the postponed Summer Olympics, are only a little over a month away, the U.S. has advised against travel to Japan. This is not. We're not the only country to do this. The Olympics are set to get underway on July the 23rd. Uh, something a top Olympic official said last week would happen even under a state of emergency. So apparently they are hell-bent on playing the Olympic Games, spectators or not. They have this big thing called a TV contract. So if they play, it really doesn't matter how many people are there if people can watch it on TV. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Let's keep that to ourselves. eh? That's the big deal. That's, you know, that's why it was important to get the baseball games going and stuff like that in the basketball. Even though you couldn't go watch a Kings game, you could watch it on TV. And so the TV people had to pony up that that money. So there you go. Southwest Airlines has dramatically expanded their Hawaii routes up to 17. Doesn't change the Sacramento. It's still uh, Maui and Honolulu from Sacramento. Maybe we will have some outline outside island service one oh these days but uh southwest is doing what they had planned to do before covid came along and also in hawaii and there's another one starting in las vegas as this car rental situation gets tighter ride share launching new ride share launching places so we'll see i you know my wisdom to people is be careful with these second-level car rental places and these startups and all of these sharing things and stuff. You might just be better off to rent a car and pay the freight or go down to U-Haul and drive around town in a U-Haul for nineteen ninety-five a day. That's your travel news for today. <laughs> Plus gas. All right, and there's your travel news. Uh, is there uh, – do you think there's going to be a – bringing down of the prices of the car rentals they're they're replacing automobiles that they sold yeah they're getting more cars it seems to be loosening up i think there's going to be more inventory i don't expect the gaffing of uh, car rentals people will last very long uh there's a real the car rental people still have a problem though tom because going into this they were already in financial trouble the whole uber lyft thing 
had kind of reshaped. You know, you went into a town, you had to make three little trips, you didn't trust taxi cabs, so you rented a car and you paid $75 for it. Well, now you make those three little trips in an Uber or Lyft, it costs you 40 or $50. You might or might not save a few bucks, but you don't have all that extra hassle. So it, 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 the, the car rental companies are, I think, are really at an inflection point here of what happens. I suspect that car rental prices are going to be higher when we come out of this because they will have to be for these companies in order to be able to survive. So if you want to be able to rent a car, you're probably going to pay more for it than you did going in because the car rental companies were all losing money. All right, we are the Travel Guys, Mark and Tom. Uh, find us at TravelGuysRadio.com. Our Smarter Traveler segment is next, right here on the Travel Guys. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. There's your buddy Lee Greenwood there, Mark. We had yeah. him on our we had him on our silly little radio show. I we I did think a that's, number of years. It was ago. quite an accomplishment. Happy Memorial Day uh, to uh, well, actually Memorial Day weekend is tomorrow is the official day. I know the folks out at the. Uh, Sac Valley Veterans Cemetery in Dixon. Yesterday uh-huh. and today, they uh, put all their flags out. So, if you were thinking of visiting on Memorial Day, uh, it will be in all its glory. So or if speak. you're a resident of Rancho Cordova, you also all up and down oh, Folsom yeah. Boulevard are the oh uh, yeah uh, all, are all of the American flags. So that's all that's all kind of cool. I was I, I was going to tell folks. You know, the origins of Memorial Day and stuff like that, looked it all up and stuff. There's about, there's real disagreement on, it's kind of sort of has to do with the Civil War and started as kind of a remembrance of the people who fell, the soldiers who fell in the Civil War. And then it kind of goes on several different tangents. So I thought, well, if I go on the air and say something that offends somebody or that somebody believes not to be true why but maybe maybe next memorial day we'll uh <laughs> we'll get into get into some of all of that uh, by the way uh we probably should have just a moment of silence here um for the dodger fans in the audience things are not going well for them this weekend and i would only bring this up because a week ago i was sitting at the ballpark Watching the Giants get massacred by the Dodgers, and we didn't even have a hit in the game yet, and the radio show was blowing up. So <laughs> it it was uh, yeah that was that was the day. Yeah, well, you know things things happen, and and that it wasn't going well for the travel guys or the Giants. So it's a it's a shame that things you know life has a tendency to be like that, just kind of come around. We should there make people go. a smarter traveler here. Let's uh, do it. Before Ed Perkins and Gwen show up in the second half of the program, uh, countries are going ahead with vaccine passports. I know this causes great consternation for a lot of people uh, who don't really want to see this happen. But the reality is that around the planet, different countries have handled this whole corona thing on different levels. And the ones who did it well would like to be able to open up their tourism economy and have some hope that the, that they don't end up back where they came from in terms of COVID infections. 
the ones who have not got their act together yet, well, which which includes some surprising countries like Canada and stuff like that. So uh, the, the the countries that have it together are coming up with um, testing is underway for the uh, European Union's digital certificate, which will confirm COVID-19 test results or recovery from the virus. The U.K., um, has updated its National Health Service app last week to let fully vaccinated users prove their status when traveling abroad. So if you are only going down to the grocery store or Galt is your final destination, um, then I think you're going to be okay without a, a vaccination passport. But if you're planning on seeing the planet while this is still raging, then you're going to have to have something that proves as you travel along that you are a safe person to have into the country. They locked down the whole city of Melbourne in Australia, uh, Tom, in the last couple of days because they had an outbreak of about 30 cases there because they found that, you know, if they get real serious about it real quickly, then they can control it and they can go back to normal lives. So if you are a if you are going to travel to foreign countries and you want to go there, let's say in the next 6 to 12 months, uh, you're going to have to do your homework. We've used the word homework on this pro- program a lot over the last year. But now that people are starting to travel again, particularly if you are not traveling on a cruise ship or a river cruise or with a, a tour company or someone else who has made advance arrangements and who has connections, you know, ongoing connections for your travels, you're going to do this on your own, then you really need to know what you're doing. Or the other thing is get yourself a travel advisor. You've got a complicated itinerary. Pay them a couple hundred dollars to confirm that what you plan to do is really the best way to do things. So those folks at this point in time, I can't imagine as much as travel costs, a, a travel advisor would be the cost of – for a trip would be the cost of one night's hotel stay and a good dinner. Right. You know um... – People are going to be looking for information, and, and when, the, when this international travel and requirement of a, a vaccine certification is, is going to come down, uh, if you're one that says, yeah, I don't really want to pay much attention to the news, I don't know, listen to the travel show, uh, just kind of go about my, you're, you're probably going to miss the announcement, you're probably going to miss the information, so, you know, check your sources, check the travel guys. Uh, and and like Mark mentioned, uh, if you if you got a travel agent, uh, Gwen's going to be on. We'll ask her how easily she gets information in regards to this and what her thoughts are, uh, because it would be real sad for you to plan a an international trip only to find out that you can't go. Yeah, exactly. Over something that that was avoidable. That if you'd have just had someone who listen last week, uh, we're taking people to the Giants game. At, at Sports Leisure Vacations, we have a policy that people have to be vaccinated to get on the bus. Um, two nice people show up out at the bus. They didn't read the documentation. They don't have the release. They, um, they've been vaccinated, but they don't know where their stuff is. Fortunately, had a young man assisting me. Um, they were UC Davis patients. And they had set up their account on their website. They were able to pull it up, and it showed that they were vaccinated so they could get on the bus. Um, but it was uh, – the gentleman was getting quite – yeah, he, he was he was going to go off the deep end, I'm sure. But Oh, um, how disappointing. Yes, absolutely. Well, but, you know, you have That's to pay – That's how easy it can happen. 
Well, you have to pay attention. You know, you have to take some personal responsibility, especially right now, I guess, is the point of all this. If you're going to travel, you've got to be flexible. You've got to take some personal responsibility. And when they tell you that you have to bring your towels down to the front desk in the morning to get some clean ones, you have to say, well, okay, I sort of knew that was probably a possibility. Listen, before we get to the bottom of the hour here, Airbnb uh, is getting a lot of flack this week. Um they have pretty much allowed hosts over the years to add whatever they wanted to add to the bill. Um, cleaning fees and different little things, you know. Uh, hosts are not stupid. They go and stay in hotels and they go and travel and they see the fees that they run into. So they say, well, hell, why not add this to our place? Um, one guy was complaining that a, a $99 listing, listing cost $413.95 by the time <laughs> all the fees got in. Another uh, guy yeah. said there was a $6 connection fee to the Wi-Fi. Um, they said, yes, the Wi-Fi was listed, but what they didn't tell him was there was a connection fee to the Wi-Fi. Uh, people are getting quite creative, and Airbnb is starting to get some pushback now. Um, according to the company, 45% of listings don't charge a fee, but the fees charged by the 55% of the people who do have gone up 50% in the last three years. So um, if you're once again, do your homework, pay attention. If you're going to rent something and it's not Marriott or Hilton, it's Airbnb, then pay attention to what the rules are and what the charges are and what's included and what's not included, and you'll be just fine. We should do an Airbnb show one of these days, I think. Ed Perkins is going to come along uh, after the break, and I'm, one thing I'm going to ask him is how he got started in the travel industry. All right. Well, Ed's uh, just a warehouse of worthless knowledge. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Ed is... Ed is uh, is is a a warehouse full of very valuable knowledge that will make you a smarter traveler, and we'll talk to Ed. It's been a while. That'll be up right after we uh, find out what's going on in the news. By the way, you can find links to our special guests and all of that right there at TravelGuysRadio.com. Stick around. I never hey thought that this is where I'd settle down. I know this is a, must be a patriotic song. I don't know. Man back in my <laughs> so, so you're just going to talk over it, huh? They gave me yeah. this plot of land. Me I don't know this song. Luis, what is this? For a job well done. Ah. Oh, okay. There's a big white house. Right. Happy Memorial Day weekend, my friends. Mark Hoffman, Tom Romano with you. Brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations and our special guest on the line. None other than... Travel expert, Ed Perkins. Ed, welcome to the Travel Guys. Always nice talking to you guys. You know, I was just having a discussion with Mark uh, off-air before uh, before we brought you on. I have to ask, uh, Ed, uh, we were talking about Airbnb. Mark doesn't like staying in other people's houses. I yep. enjoy it. Have you done Airbnb? No, I have not. I'm old enough that I uh, kind of like to do my own thing in a nice impersonal motel or hotel is the best place for me to do it now you see ed's ed's on ed's on my side it drives relatives in the middle of the country because people who live in flyover states they can't understand why somebody would pay a hundred dollars to stay in a hotel when there's a perfectly good bedroom in their house that nobody is using and i don't it's because i don't want to stay in the bedroom in your house i don't you know you know know what and of course, the Airbnb itself 
has really expanded beyond that. Uh, they're listing a lot of what would be normally considered commercial properties. Yes, and we were just talking, Ed, before the break about Airbnb and about the, the backlash they've been getting because so many fees and so many home owners that are that are listing their properties are just adding on fee after fee after fee it it's it's kind of funny and a little it, to some respect it's it's kind of like the average guy getting even with the hotel industry because um, we go out and you know we run into these fees all over well then you go home and you say well by god I, I rent my house next time somebody rents my house they're going to pay that eight dollar fee for turning on the air conditioner or the never mind they tell you the wi-fi is free but there's a six dollar connection charge so <laughs> Um, I have a hotel bill from a hotel we stayed in a couple weeks ago. I don't want to mention any names, Gold Dust West, Carson City. But um, they charged a $1 per room housekeeping fee. I'm going to have to call on Monday because it's important to note that there was no housekeeping during our stay. But they right. charged every room a $1 a night housekeeping fee for housekeeping that doesn't exist. Anyway, yeah, thank you. Those, thank you, Dr. Ed. Those fees are what they say the fees are for is an excuse, not a reason. Um, I mean, if you have to pay it, it doesn't make any difference what they say it covers. Yep, that's exactly right. Um, Ed, I, I want to ask... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, this is why um, I, I think we need some regulation at the state level. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission uh, just isn't active enough to do anything at the federal level. And, of course... Uh, Department of Transportation doesn't have anything to do with hotels. So I think we're going to see individual states uh, coming up with regulations that adding mandatory fees beyond what you advertise as the rate of the room is a deceptive practice. And I think until we get that kind of legislation, we're going to keep getting scammed. Speaking of services and charges and stuff like that, hotel services. I have a theory about housekeeping in mid-range hotels. I, I, I suspect that when this is all over, housekeeping is not going to look the same as it did before um, the Great Plague. you have any thoughts about hotel services? And, you know, they're, they're, they're slowly making their way back, but some in some places they don't look a whole lot like they do like they did before COVID? Well, right now they don't. I think the hotel business is competitive enough that you'll see a return to a lot of the pre-pandemic levels. But housekeeping is one era, area where even before the pandemic, you were starting to see some changes. Hotels saying, uh, we, we won't change the towels unless you put them on the floor. And maybe uh, we'll make up your beds only every two or three days. Otherwise, other times you do it yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and this has been particularly true in some of the low-end hotels, and I think that may continue. Well, it kind of makes sense. I mean, I don't change the sheets on my bed at home every day. I don't even change them every second day. I will be truthful and tell you I don't even change them every week. Um, so, yeah, it might be a little bit of – of overkill. It is depressing, though, to come back at the end of the day to your hotel room. You know, usually you'd come back and the bathroom is all freshened up and the bed is made and everything looks fresh and clean again. And you come back and it looks just like it did when you left in the morning. <laughs> well, that's, that's why I think a lot of that's going to come back. 
Uh, and I think that where it doesn't, uh, a lot of the hotels are, are claiming it's for environmental reasons. Oh, well, we won't, we won't uh, give you fresh towels because that uses so much mm-hmm. water and so much soap to clean them and so on. So right. you're going to see some of that. But um, the business is too competitive to, uh, to, to, to have most of those things lost. I, I think we'll see them, most of them coming back. Mark, are you saying you don't make your bed every morning? No, I said I don't make my whole bed when I'm staying in a hotel room. Oh, oh, do you make your bed every morning when... Well, I mean, I don't make it up, you know, like a Marine would make a bed, but I throw the covers back up and make it respectable. I don't really expect somebody to come in during the day and, you know, and take a look at it, but... Well, that's probably more than a lot of people do. <laughs> probably so. All right, Ed, let me get your let me get your take on a few quick things here. Vaccine yeah. passports. You're a man who likes to travel internationally. Would you have any issue with uh, having to prove that you'd been vaccinated in order to be able to enter countries around the planet? No. No, I just hope that most of the big tourist destination countries can get together and agree on a format and verification system so that we can use it. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not one of these people who thinks it's a vast conspiracy to steal your identity. Um, The U.S. government, for political reasons, has said they're not going to come out with an official one. But even now, the U.S. government is saying, hey, listen, we've got to get some kind of system here so that people who have been vaccinated can actually travel without having to have new COVID tests every time they move from one country to another. All right. Cruise lines. This has to do this. This kind of ties into vaccine passports. And the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, has said, uh, look, you know, nobody's going to have to have proof of vaccination to be able to travel in our state. But the cruise line, the CDC says to the cruise lines, well, you know, here are the rules if nobody's vaccinated and here are the rules if people are vaccinated. So the cruise lines are saying, well, we choose the vaccination route. Most of the cruise lines leave from Florida. Um, We commented earlier they're getting restarted just in time for the hurricane season. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so your 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 take on on cruise line restarts and and is it will that go smoothly do you think that they will get their act together before they put people out at sea or will we have some incidents once they get out there again well i have no way of predicting whether you're going to have somebody act up uh, an individual cruiser when they're out there but i think for sure uh, the cruise lines are going to insist on most of them are going to insist on vaccination, uh, and if so, um, the onboard thing should be pretty well relaxed. I mean, people love those cruise line buffets, and they're going to get them back as soon as they can. Um, one very significant development that occurred, uh, you guys probably know about the U.S. government rules that say no foreign flag ship can carry passengers between U.S. ports without stopping at a foreign port. Well, with Canada being completely closed, um, the Congress, I think, has passed uh, rules exempting cruise lines from that requirement so that you'll be able to cruise to Alaska from Seattle without having to stop in Canada. And we, we, and we, we, we complimented Congress on doing that, except we wondered, since they knew that this problem existed in February... Why the hell did it take them until May 
to do something that obviously didn't wasn't all that big of a deal. They just made an exemption to the Jones Act and and made it all happen. But if they had gotten off their rear ends and figured this out a month or two ago, a whole lot of people in Alaska would have had a whole lot of better summer because there would have been a lot more tourists roaming around up there. So that was that was our only lament was that it it unfortunately a lot of small people were under the thumb of a lot of people in Washington D.C. and and in this case the people in Washington were were twiddling their thumbs. Well, don't ask me to explain why the people in Washington twiddle. Um, <laughs> but but um, I guess you'd have to say that getting it right later is better than not getting it right at all. Yeah, I, 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 I guess, Ed, I would have to definitely have to agree with you on that. We're talking with Ed Perkins. Ed is a regular guest here on The Travel Guys. Ed is a syndicated writer. Ed, who are you writing for these days? Well, it's syndicated by Chicago Tribune, That's but it goes to papers all around the country. I saw your uh, uh, one of your articles the other day uh, in a newspaper. I also saw that you have started a new website on riding trains. Are you a big train riding guy? Are you a big rail fan? Well, I always have been where rail service is good. I've always been big on rail travel in Europe and in Japan. And when I'm in the east coast of the U.S., I'm pretty much uh, involved. I'll pretty much take the northeast corridor wherever I can. But nationwide, um, we got a long way to go in this country. And the problem with reporting on rail is that everything happens so slowly. Um, I mean, part of it is that any big deal involves construction, and you're looking at two or three or four years. Um, so uh, you don't have the news uh, with the with the kind of speed circulation that you get with airplanes and other forms of travel. Now, Ed, we've we've uh, you know, I mean, I have to take issue with you a little bit. We have high speed rail here in California, and we've only been working on it for. I don't know, Tom, what, 8, 10, 12 years? And we've almost yeah. thought, I mean, in Boy. in a matter of just years, we're going to have service between uh, Bakersfield and, and... Yeah. <laughs> Bakersfield. Yeah, <I> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's a wonderful explanation of the problem. Yeah. And yeah. even the, the big deals that are coming in the U.S., um, probably the biggest that's coming in the U.S. within within my lifetime uh, is going to be the East Side access in New York, and that's been something like twenty twenty five years in coming. Wow! That wow. means that means having Long Island Railroad trains run to Grand Central as well as Penn Station. Cool. And it's it'll be a great. It'll be a good deal for lots of people, but I mean, it's taken forever, and that's the problem with rail. There isn't much that is ready to go, much less shovel-ready. Yeah. Ed, you, uh, we have a link to your new rail site at TravelGuysRadio.com. What is it again? Is it ra- Rail Guru, something like that? What is the Yeah, website? Rail-Guru.com. Okay, all right. Um, and Ed has, if you are a person who likes riding trains, um, Ed has pulled together. I, I got lost. I went down the rabbit hole yesterday. I was there for an hour and 15 minutes, and I was still kind of rummaging around. So there's a lot of good information if you like to ride 
uh, trains. Ed has been riding them for a while. Thanks, my friend. Uh, a lot of we covered a lot of topics there today. How's everything in Southern Oregon? Hot, but I don't think it's as hot as it is where you are. Hey, uh, I, I'm curious about something. How did you get started in the travel business in, in writing for travel? I got started when uh, I I had a big background in doing uh, research for private companies and government in tourism and travel. And at one point along the line, uh, my wife and I decided to start our own travel newsletter, uh, just as a side as a don't give up your day job uh, enterprise. And out of the blue, Consumer Reports called and said, hey, we like your newsletter. How would you like to run ours? So I became editor of Consumer Reports Travel Letter and take it from there. That was, which is where I I first saw you many, many years ago. Well, congratulations, my friend. On a uh, on a long and still active career, um, I'm going to uh, explore your your rail site again before the next time that we talk, so I can ask you some really tough questions about some of your favorite train trips and and stuff like that. Did you ever get to Scandinavia? Uh, I've been to Scandinavia. I've done that famous train trip um, uh, near near Bergen, the Flam trip. Uh, but you had a trip scheduled for this summer that you'd been canceled oh, a couple times. I was supposed to, it's been canceled now three times. I'm still thinking about October, but who knows? <laughs> I'm not I'm not putting any non-refundable money up front. Yeah, well, I hope you get to go in October. Thanks, my friend, for some of your time today uh, and your expertise on a lot of subjects. We appreciate it. Well, it's always nice talking to you guys and uh Uh, I wish you the best of success the rest of the year. Thank you, Ed. Thank you so much. Well, we're the travel guys, and we're going to switch gears, and we're going to head out uh, to the open seas and talk with Gwen Duncan. She's got to be out there somewhere clinging to the the life raft of of some cruise lines. We'll go look for her. Yes. She joins us next here on the Travel Guys. Raindrops are falling on my head. Just like the guy whose feet are too big for his bed Nothing seems to fit Those raindrops are falling on my head They keep falling Ah, we lost lost a good one this weekend. B.J. Thomas uh, passed away. Love cancer. Uh, What a voice the guy had. I had the privilege of sitting next to him on an airplane one night, uh, riding across the country. And uh, it was funny because the flight attendant uh, addressed him as Mr. Thomas. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have known. But when he answered her, he had this kind of his voice is a little bit gravelly. You know, it was kind of that 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 just that special voice that he had. And and when he spoke, that was the way he sounded. So uh, farewell to to B.J. Thomas. Raindrops keep falling on my head, man. That was a long time ago. So on the phone is Ms. Gwen Duncan. Yes. <laughs> How are Gwen, you Gwen, we're, we're wonderful. We're wonderful. Are you, are you cruising right now? Oh, no. <laughs> She's in her bathtub with the rubber duckies on each side of her yeah. and s- splashing and hoping. Uh, Gwen, we have about five minutes here to talk a little bit about cruises. Obviously, the boats are getting back in the water. Um, we have 
Uh, a few little questions here, and you have brought out some things that, that people need to think about as yes. as we've talked about getting back in the water. Um, you you pointed out, think about where your cruise starts and where it's going to end and where it stops along the way because the rules may not be the same everywhere you go. That's right. In fact, um, on all cruise uh, contracts, the uh, captain can make changes too. So, uh, And when you get your ticket and you accept your ticket, you know that things could change. Everything from uh, eliminating an island on the itinerary to um, uh, not stopping at certain ports along a riverboat cruise, all kinds of things. Um, So you have to be open to that uh, no matter what. But you do want to check and find out if you really want to stop somewhere and you find out that the ship isn't going to stop there because they're uh, not allowed to land. Because right now that's an issue. Now you you also pointed out that because these guys have had, you know, the starts and stops and everything may not go smoothly to start with, it's really important now to know how easy is it to get your money back, whatever money that you're putting up. Yeah, and with um, most cruise lines, if you're getting the insurance through them, um, if you get insurance and you get it through them, it's going to be on a future cruise credit. But right now there's a big exception to how you're going to get money back during this COVID issue. Um, uh, I'm going to use Prince's as an example, but uh, during this kickstart for getting the cruise lines uh, ready to go, um, they're, they're offering if you take a, a whole month, you've got a whole month to choose where you want to go and put your deposits down. And uh, it has to be for cruising up until December 31st of this year. They're offering a thing that's called um, confidence, uh, Cruise with Confidence. Uh, most of the cruise lines are offering this policy, but it's being um, being administered different. But I think the most um, lenient one is Prentiss. Um They've got uh, rules for just before embarkation, if you go through and, and uh, with all the false positives, you don't know what's going to happen. But if you're tested positive just before you're getting ready to get on the ship, then uh, this cruise with confidence will cover that. And what they say is your immediate travel uh, party. What is confusing is many people travel with other couples, and it isn't um, it isn't explained if it's going to in, uh, include uh, what we called um, uh, cross referenced uh, cabins. You know, so you could, you may not be able to go, but um, maybe those other people don't want to go because they're wanting to do it with you. Uh-huh. You know, and can they cancel? What if you're in a group? And you happen to be the leader and you can't go. You know, I mean, that's not real clear. But they do have um, some real lenient things for uh, getting your uh, getting reimbursed, but the reimbursement is not cash. Now, they, uh, they do have an, a caveat that uh, they, will, they will give you a refund on the way you purchase the, um, the cruise, but uh, you'll get it as a cruise credit for anything that you bought that's associated with the cruise, like um, a beverage thing or a pre pre booked excursions and stuff. All of when those I when I got it, I got to jump in and cut you off. We're running out of time here. Would you be willing to come back next week? We still have a couple of other questions to ask you. Would you come back next week and talk with us? I'd love to because there's a lot to say. <laughs> okay, all right, I, I got that. Thomas, thank you for your help today. Uh, dance like nobody's watching, and I'll uh, talk to you next week, huh? All righty, my friends. Stay well. Remember, Travel Guys Radio. Come. See you next week.